To optimize my life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Well, happy Tuesday! Welcome everyone to Road Mapping Your, your Life with me, Heather Mahoney. It is now September, and guess what? Well, it's almost my favorite month. I had my birthday last month, and now I'm into a whole brand new year, and I am so excited to be a part of it with you, and some exciting new changes are happening at Roadmapping, because not only do I help help you to roadmap your life or roadmap in my life at the same time. So that's exciting for me, and I hope you join me on my journey each and every week. Today, and and for the interim, we have a co-host with us, our favorite, favorite young lady's back, Tony Bailey. Hi, Tony Bailey. Hi. Good night, everyone. How are you? I am doing good. I hope everyone had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. We did have a Labor Day, good Labor Day weekend. What did you do for Labor Day this past Monday? I decluttered. I had from the summer. I was like, no, I had to get rid of them. So I spent Labor Day decluttering. It's so fantastic. You know why? Because we're going to do a, not necessarily decluttering, we're going to do a little bit of redesigning here on Roadmap. Are you um, in for that? Sure am. Awesome. So, you know, everyone should know, I rarely sleep. And I'm going to bed about 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I guess I'm keeping my military... Um, sleep schedule going after all these years because by five thirty six o'clock I am up. Well, this morning I was so excited to be here. I woke up at four fourteen, and I well, I was going to text Tony at four fourteen, but I didn't. I figured she may want to sleep, so I waited till around seven o'clock and I texted her. I don't know. If she, I think she was awake because I know she has kids getting off to school um, today. 
So, but anyway, I texted her at 7 o'clock this morning and said, I have a new idea for a roadmap in your life. You're going to be my co-host. And the new idea is that we're going to do a show focusing on women. Okay, guys, I know you're there, but just bear with me for a moment. We're going to be focusing on women as they redesign their lives after crushing disappointments from maybe a divorce, the ending of a relationship, a career stop, financial, or even the loss of a loved one. And the reason why I chose those particular categories is because that's how I started my roadmap because, as you know, and you may you may or may not know, the ex-husband came in and said he filed for divorce and I'd be served. That's been a few years now. I'm totally over that. Career had stalled, and I wasn't doing what I went to school to do. So that wasn't working for me anymore. Uh, financial, because I wasn't working, the financial situation was like eh, almost in the toilet, if not in the toilet. And my mom had just died. So I had all those different things going on at the same time. And I really needed to reorientate myself, reroute, get a new GPS going, and find some way to figure out what I wanted to do. So the idea was to redesign my life to where I wanted to be. And so... Um, Tony's going to help me to do that, and if you want to call in, write, text, or contact me, you could always go on the website to find us and let me know your questions. I would love to answer them as I help redesign my life. So let's chat about that, Tony. Are you ready to talk about redesigning life, one's life after whatever circumstance that hits them? Yes. Okay. I'm ready. You're ready. Okay. So let's um, let's just briefly touch on each one, and then we wrap it up, and then we'll dive into next week, and we'll see what happens. That sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well. Since divorce was on the list, I know you're not divorced. You're still married, but I am divorced. And let's talk two aspects in being divorced because, you know, when you're divorced and you're a little bit um, over the age of 21, things changes a little bit. So what I wanted, I was talking to another friend today about the difference of being alone and being lonely. So, Tony, is there a difference? Um, Like I said, I know you're not married, but I do know that your husband travels a lot, and you're by yourself um, raising the kids most of the time. So is there a difference between being alone and being lonely? Uh Yes. Uh, yeah. 
been alone. I'm being lonely. Uh, it's a talk. And why say it's a talk up? I was on Instagram, social media, and there was there was this meme or there was somebody talking, right? And he said, "Do you do you want to be alone because of your mental health, or you just want to be alone because you just want a companion?" And for me, it's hard because I spend so much time by myself with the kids. I love it. I love my alone time. I get to do whatever I want to do. But not everybody is used to that. They want somebody to constantly talk to them and hearing that noise. It's like you're turning on your TV and just want to hear the noise, but you're not watching it. So for me, alone, I, I like being alone. I'm, I like that. That's me. But not everybody likes that. You know, that's very true. I get into the point where when I get home, I turn the TV on, and I only watch, like, shows from the 80s or the 90s, and I don't watch any of these current shows on TV because I wouldn't know what's happening on any of them anyway. But I don't turn on the TV to do it. I just turn it on because there's noise back there. Exactly. And, and yeah. so having noise in the background makes the house seem lively and alive. And besides, I have my uh, my four-legged partner, Henley, with me, and he's quiet now, but oh my goodness, does he like to bark. Woof, 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 all the time. It's just the, so I have him, and, you know, he and I go for walks sometimes like three or four miles in the morning when I have time or short walk, maybe half a mile or so. But he loves to walk, and I love to walk. But I have to say, I do really appreciate my alone time, lonely that much. But I really like my alone time. You know, I come in. I, I get something to eat or I don't. I get a glass of wine or I don't. It's just really relaxing for me to do that. Now, when I do want someone around, it's when I have to go out and do yard work. I don't like yard work, but, you know, well, I have a lawn guy, but there are certain things I do my do I, you know I do the weeds by myself and things like that, but it's 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 very different. It's a very different thing, and I know MIT, um, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, has done some age studies, and one of their questions for older um, baby boomers is. Um, who are you going to get ice cream with? And it's not about getting ice cream. It's about networking and having a tribe of people or friends around you. Who's your network? And even if you are divorced or not in a relationship and you're alone, you still need a network. You still need someone to um, call up on the phone or text once in a while. You can't always be by yourself. So that's all I have to say about alone. Do you have anything else to say about alone or being lonely? You know what? That's funny that you say that, right? 
that you you know the lawn and everything like that. I have an aunt, and she have four sisters, <laughs> and they just talk to each other. And when what is is like a continuous thing, they'll talk to each other for two hours, then they move on. It's like it's a rotating, it's like a roller coaster, and that's all they do all day. They're never alone because they constantly keep asking her. You talk to your sisters every day. They're like, yeah, for two hours, two three hours. I'm like, what are you guys talking about for two three hours? It's That's just, pretty, so, I don't talk to my sister for two or three hours every day. Oh God, that would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have some. You have some siblings that they talk to each other. It's just like the background noise. It's just the TV, and they're not saying anything. Sometimes they're not. They're just watching TV together. I'm like, how do you guys do it? How do you do it? But that that's just people. They just want to always. Somebody just has to be there. But when I think about alone time, I think about you, you know, you just having some downtime to meditate and just be one with yourself and just accept that alone time. But some people don't like that. No, they don't. And it, 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 it really is. And I have come to love my time. Like now my son is away at college, and I love when he comes home. But I, I love when he goes back to school. <laughs> I really do. Because, you know, I'm so excited for him to go out there and experience the world, whatever it is for him. And he doesn't need me to be a helicopter hanging around his every move every day. You know, so. But that's one of the things I talked about, uh, being alone after divorce or ending of a relationship. All right, let's move on to career stop. What is that? What's a career stop? Well, my career naturally stopped, I think, when my son was in middle school. And, and for especially women. And, you know, like I said, guys, I know you're there in the parking lot, but especially women, you know, we tend to be the caregiver of our children. And like you, Tony, I know you are, but we tend to be the caregiver of children. And we, most times we stop our careers. Some of us work part-time. Some of us are are stay-at-home moms, and that's really hard work, by the way. Totally appreciate you for everything that you do. But when we stop our career, how do we restart it after five, ten years of not working while the kids are growing up? Hmm. Tony, what do you do? I, I know you're in a... Um, part-time situation in terms of that, but you stopped your career. Kids were younger, right? I did. But that's um, that's a good question. Here, here, here is one of the things, right? And it's good when you say you network with other people, right? I'm in the PT. Well, I'm the PT president, right? And one of our PTA moms, she was like, I just can't do this anymore. 
I can't do it anymore. And she got up. She, she was an accountant with her company. And she just quit her job. Boom. She said, I can't do it anymore. I need to focus on my kids. And we're like, okay, what are you going to do? You know, all of us is like, okay, what are you going to do now? She said, I'm just going to take a two months off and I'm just going to figure it out. I have enough savings. I'm just going to figure it out. And we're like, okay, go ahead and figure it out. Well, so why are you figuring it out? Why you don't become a substitute teacher? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. So she applied in a week. You know, she was a substitute teacher. And guess what happened? And now she's thinking of being a teacher instead of an accountant. It's so funny because she goes into the school every day. And she's like, oh, this is so fun. I love it. <laughs> and if we hadn't suggested it to her, she would never ever even thought about teaching. It wasn't anything that she wanted to do. So networking and having a tribe to support you along the journey is really good. But it's hard being a mom, juggling a mom in my situation and having a career because the kids, the kids have all these after-school activities, and you have to be there to support that. So that's where my struggle comes in. You know, when my son was younger and uh, I started a residential cleaning service because I wanted to be there for those after-school activities, whether he was playing basketball, he was in swim classes or baseball. It didn't matter what he was doing. I wanted to be there after school. I wanted to be a part of the, um, we had a PTO instead of PTA, parent-teacher organization, same thing as the PTA. But I wanted to be there for those activities and those, you know, and, and the birthday parties and all of that crazy, insane stuff that you said, another birthday party? Seriously? How many kids have a birthday in the month of September? And, but I, I believe, you know, raising... I I was raising my son on my own, and he had weekend visitations with his dad. But I believe having those experiences and him having those experiences is so important for their growth. And it's so important for them to learn those socialization skills. It's so important for them to learn how to be friends. It's so important to learn other things and activities and sports. And whether they choose to move forward with it as they grow older, it's totally up to them. But as, as um, elementary, younger child, they need all of those exposure to different things, and I wanted to be there. But as a mom with a career stop, you have to decide, and that was good that she – found something that she was passionate about after suggestion. But uh, many times us moms really don't know what it is that we can do after our career stops in raising our kids. And we we turn that activity of raising the kids into a 100% full-time job. You know, you get up in the morning, you get them off to school, you get them from school, you're home cooking, you're home cleaning, you're home doing the laundry, you're doing all these things. So the question becomes, back to the relationship, when do you get alone time? 
Oh, that's big. That alone time is at 4 o'clock in the morning, that hour or two before they wake up. That's the alone time. That, that's the alone time. I, I don't see any other time that you could say that's my downtime. And we we really do do need to figure out, claim that, advocate for that, practice that alone timeness because that's when you're going to focus on your health. You really need to do that. You know, um, you focus on as a research say. Arisa Franklin would say, um, I am woman. I think that was her song, right? I may have it wrong. I think that's Whitney Houston. I am every woman. It's all in okay. me. That- okay. So it could be. You know, I get mixed up with my music sometimes. But, you know, you you need to understand that. And as you work to redesign your life, you have to take all of these things into consideration. It's like if you're at a career stop, do you plan to restart it? How will you restart it? Has technology passed you by? You know, everything is into AI these days or working from home. And do you have the discipline to work from home? Are you up to speed with all the technology with respect to computers and apps and everything else? You know, those are some big questions that we need to answer as we look and redesign in that life that you want. And your life should consist of, of joy and you having the choice to live it on your terms or the confidence to live it on your terms so important to understand that. So I think that's all I want to say about career stop is like, you know, it's all about questions. My world is all about questions because the more questions you ask, the clearer the answers become for you. Anything else, Tony, on career stop? No, that's it. But but my thing is with AI, some of the moms don't even know what is AI or what do they do with it. So is it that they need to go back to school? What would your what would be your recommendation for somebody who is starting all over? Career wise. Well, my recommendation is always well, what is your strong point? What's your unique contribution? And you know, we tend to forget while we're at home taking care of the kids and everything else that there's so many skills that are in the home that you could use to deploy in the workforce. And AI is artificial intelligence, and I have to confess, I don't know a lot about it. However, Anytime you call an 800 number these days, you know that annoying voice that you're getting on the other end of that phone call? That's AI. And they only know certain rote answers. And 
God help you if you end up in a loop with them because you'll never get out. But, you know, they tell you that I am Charlotte and I can answer all your questions and it'll be faster if I send you a link to make that reservation. No, I want to speak to someone. It will be much faster if you give us your your phone number and I could send you a link via text. Can I send that to you right now? Is that a good description of AI? It's sort of me, but I have a joke for you. Um, the other day we were traveling. I don't eat checkers, but I was like, oh, my God, this is the only thing on the road, right, that was mm-hmm. close by. And when we pulled up, we weren't talking to a, a human. We were talking to um, an automated device. And then when he said what sauce you wanted, and I was like, do you guys have blue cheese? That's when somebody took over and said, you sure you want blue cheese? <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, hi, welcome to my dogs or wherever. Um, can I take it? It wasn't anything like that. It was, I was talking to an automated machine at, at the fast food. It was funny. <laughs> But that's how far we are with um, with technology. It, I mean, I would just say just strap on your seatbelt because that's where we're heading right now. Yes, we are. And we have to learn it fast. And we have to do, but not to scare you. You know, I did an interview last night and they asked me almost the same exact question. And it says, what would you tell someone who's restarting their career? And, again, I say, look at your experiences. You might be the most phenomenal baker on the planet. You know, and, you know, when you go to that PTA or birthday party, you may want to bring a brownies or a cake, and, and somebody said, oh, my God, those were the best brownies. That's the best cake I've ever tasted. Can you make me one? And there you go. You started and you got your first customer. And and you built from that. Or you may be great at organizational skills. Or you may be fantastic at making a website or doing technology. Or you could be like that a mom who was an accountant who knows how to do taxes. Very thing. We have, each of us has a unique that we can use. And, oh, when we left our career, we were doing something that we were an expert at that we could probably deploy today and restart or use it as a side hustle to increase um, resources, money coming into your home. So your career stop doesn't always mean that it must stop like you're at a red light. Bang, you don't move. You know, you could redirect it in other ways and restart it. I restarted my career after my son, like I said, and now I'm doing something totally different. But I still love the opportunity it gave me to be there with him during those formative years of um, elementary and middle school. All right, let's move on to the big kahuna, financial. Oh, my God. That that hits everyone. 
you know, I went and got my hair done today, and my hairstylist, she and I were, were speaking of, you know, I am happy to say today I have 16 months left on my mortgage, and I will completely own my own home. So excited about that. But for a while, again, while my son was in middle school and elementary middle school, I didn't see that as that was going to happen anytime soon. But I dug down, I saved, I didn't spend frivolously. I wasn't going to McDonald's every week. I wasn't um, going to the movies every week. And then when COVID came, you weren't doing any of that. So I really started to save. And, you know, I kept paying a little bit extra, a little bit extra, a little bit extra on my mortgage every month. And before you know it, now I'm almost done. So we have to prioritize, well, I don't say we have to, I needed to prioritize my financial resources and how I was spending and what I was spending in order to have a better picture or more clarity as to what I wanted to do in the long term of my, for, for my finances or with my finances. What about you, Tony? How do you handle and tackle that big monster in the living room? I write it down. If I can see it, that means it's it's like a goal that's achievable. Because sometimes we're like, okay, we have we have the mortgage. I'm sure you have the mortgage like payment written down somewhere, but you have all these expenses, and then once you see, okay, this is all the expense that I have. You're now gonna be because you're you know you're that mom where like okay. Where's this income going to come from? I have to go and find it somewhere. I'm going to have to cut this corner somewhere to get the goal that I want to be done. So that's how I handle my finances. I make sure that everything is written down, and then I'm like, okay, I'm the go-getter now. Where's this income going to come from? Absolutely. You know, I have a, a mortgage book, not from the bank. Right. It's just right. created, and every month, when I make my payments, I have the beginning balance, the interest rate that I'm paying, the principal and the interest that I pay, any additional um, principal that I pay, and then the ending balance. And when the bank is off by a penny, I call them and say, you're off. This is not the calculated right balance. I do do that. And so I know to the penny how much I owe from one month to the next. And after I make the payment, okay, back to AI again, I call in two or three days after I make the payment and check to validate that the balance that I calculated is the balance they have in their system. And I do that with my mortgage. I do that with my credit cards, everything. And you, and it's so funny because when you write it down, oh, my goodness, you see that number decrease so consistently month after month after month. And it's like, wow, where did this come from? It's because you're writing it down. You're not just sending them a check or making a payment via the automated um, machine every month. You're seeing the number. And it's so important that you see those numbers. 
Exactly. Very important. Yeah. So, and again, you could always increase your finances through maybe a side hustle if you're not working. And if you're working, you know, a friend said to me, um, my purse is a mess. And she said, you don't take care of your money. And at the time when she said it, I wasn't taking care of my money because I didn't know where my money was in my purse. But here's what I did to make it seem like I had money. So when my son was much, much younger, I was teaching him about money and how, um, you know, what a 10, 20, whatever it was. So I went to the um, the school supply store and I bought a money denomination. And to make believe that I had money, I put all that fake money in my wallet. So whenever I went out, I always believe I had money. And eventually I replaced it with real money. <laughs> but for that time period when I didn't have any money, it made me feel like I had money. Cause, and sometimes I would have to look when I went to spend that, oh, my God, this is a fake money. I can't give that to the, the store clerk. <laughs> That's so but, funny. But 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 what was really important about that it wasn't that it was the fake money that was in my wallet and made me feel it was the mindset that I had money in my wallet and that was more important than having the real money in my wallet was the mindset because I was making decisions to put real money in in my wallet to replace all those fake monies. I don't have fake monies in my wallet anymore. So, well, well, you never know. <laughs> because if my um, wallet gets picked, it might just be full of fake money. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I did. <laughs> I worked on that. <laughs> okay. And last but not least. How do you redesign your life after the loss of a loved one? We all grieve differently. I have a friend. She lost her best friend, her mom. And that was two years ago. And she is still suffering the loss of her mom. You know, it's almost like she's become, um, she's locked in a gilded cage in her home. And she doesn't want to go out. She doesn't want to uh, engage with people anymore. She just stays home. And I'm like, you cannot continue to live this way. But who am I to say that? And she's in therapy. But it's like you really have to find how do you know and learn how you best handle grief. We we all handle it differently. You know, the way I handle grief is to write it down. Write down what I want to see for myself sometime down the road, the person I want to be, the person I want to become, and work towards that. How do you handle grief? You see that? How do you handle grief? Oh. 
the show must go on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird to say, but it's like life must go on. You can't pick up the pieces and you, life is going to continue, right? What is, what, okay, let me give an example. I was in a serious car accident February 1st this year. And it's very hard for me to drive, but I know I have to drive because I have to carry the kids. I, I, we live in Florida and you just have to drive, right? Mm-hmm. Car, it's a scary experience for me because all I'm thinking is that somebody's going to come from the behind and they're going to hit me. And I sit and I have to pass by where I had an accident every single day, going home and coming every day. I have to pass by the scene. And it brings back that memories. Okay, is it I'm going to get hit? Am I going to spin again? Is it, you know, but I have to be telling myself every day in, in therapy as I tell. It's gone. It's not going to happen. Just continue living. It, it doesn't happen overnight. I'm still going through it all those like couple months now. But it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, but I just have to constantly telling myself, life goes on. You made it out here. You made, it's very hard, but it, it takes a lot. You just reassure yourself every day that it's going to be okay. Hard. It, it takes a lot. Um, when I it, had my son years ago, I had something called exposure, which is uncontrollable high blood pressure. But then it went into another degree further, in that I had seizures, and I was so afraid of going to sleep that the sleeping pills that the doctor prescribed for me to go to sleep didn't work. Because I, my thought was that if I went to sleep, I was going to die. And so I didn't want to die or I wouldn't go to sleep. Today it seems funny, but back then it, it was not. And even, but the other point of that was I remember when I lost my mom. For me, the hardest part about losing my mom was not saying what I needed to say or wanted to say. And it's like you can't bring them back to say what you wanted to say. So what I learned in that process was like today, I just say, you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Oh, well, too bad. It's mean. It sounds a little bit harsh. However, I now live my life free of regret. And being, living my life free of regret allows me, gives me the confidence and the freedom to say what it is that I want to say. And that helps me. That's what I learned when I lost my mom. Wow. It's a lot. 
we have come we have accomplished so much tonight we have and this was, i didn't think that we would thought we would be here about 10 minutes we we've been here for over 40 minutes amazing sure is so, ladies, and for the guys that are in the parking lot, I'm going to explain more as we go on in future episode. what is the parking lot. And I keep saying, guys, in the parking lot, you know, come back as we dive more into, and we'll have special guests, too. Tony and I will have guests coming in and to talk about how you and what you have done to redesign your life, maybe after a divorce, maybe after the end of a long-term relationship, maybe a career stop, maybe financial, or the loss of a loved one. We all have to redesign our life. And I didn't say because everything seems sad, but, you know, when we bring in a child into our life or a new relationship, we have to redesign our life then too. You know, so, you know, think about it. How do you redesign your life to live your life with confidence and joy? I am working at it every day. I know you are, Tony. So how do you redesign your life and are you working at it every day? I think my goal or your goal should be Spending that alone time or finding that finding your me time this week. So challenge yourself to have a me time. You can start with 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or probably 15 minutes. But find some me time. And then as you get that me time, you will gradually start redesigning your life. All right. I think I may have lost Tony. So come back next week. Oh, she's still here. Um, we're here every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Um, Regis, um, Roadmap in Your Life with me, Heather Mahoney, and Tony Bailey. And let us help you. And tune in to many of the awesome programs that we have in Optimizing Your Life. They're on every single day. And check out the schedule. And we will see you again. Have a fantastic week. Peace and progress to you. Bye. Good night. Good night.